This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Thursday. It is the 25th of January, 2024. Coming up, the winners of the Game Accessibility Awards Conference have been announced and an event this weekend. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. I didn't forget what it was called. Hello, Sean Priest. <laughs> no, no one noticed at all, Stephen Scott. You're absolutely fine. How are you? Oof. I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you, mucker, uh, well, mate? My mate? Well, I'll tell you, mate. I'll tell you what I am. I am apologetic today. Oh. Because we keep promising to play the Be My Eyes groups feature from our lovely listener, Lena, and we keep missing it. We keep forgetting to put it in. I am so, so sorry, Lena. You put all the work in. It's a great piece, and we will definitely, I promise, play it today. Can I tell you, I have so little faith in that statement (laughs) that I have already scheduled it to appear on our website because there's more chance you'll find it there than you'll find it on this programme. Is that not ridiculous? It is. and Absolutely. It's, that's not going to happen. I guarantee we're going to get to it today. We're going to cut okay. down on the small talk, the, the talk about the, the everything waffle. else. The waffle. The bants, if you will. We're going to cut down on that, even though what I'm doing right now is increasing it. And we're going to get to <laughs> it. I absolutely promise. <laughs> um. Yes. Listen, I'm also going to clarify something from you because you were talking to me before we started the show about M3 Max. Well, you didn't even know what you were talking about. You said you saw it. I saw this story and I thought it was interesting because Microsoft have now said it's okay to use oh. uh, Windows on the Mac. Yeah. Uh, what, is this a real story? Uh, well, yes, it is, Sean Priest. Yes, Microsoft have now said it's okay for us to do it. So I am no longer uh, being illegal. Okay. Well, great way to intro the story there. Just mocking me mercilessly. (laughs) Let me just say, okay, I saw a headline saying that Microsoft has now given their stamp of approval for running Windows on Apple Silicon Mac. And that's all. I didn't read the story. I was just wondering because I know you're now running Windows on the Mac again because you were running it in a virtual machine previously, but now you're doing it again. I'm doing it again because I'm a rogue. I'm a renegade. I'm a... Other things that start with R. Um not that one. So, yes, I, uh, I I have to say, uh, you know, I've had mixed experiences running Windows on the Mac, but you know what? I, I've decided to do it as a test because we're going to Vienna. I said this a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to Vienna. I don't really want to take two laptops with me. Hmm. So I just would rather take the Mac, but it does depend on how it behaves with Audacity. I could learn Reaper, and I tell myself I want to learn Reaper, and I believe I want to learn Reaper, we so I don't have to use Audacity. the other day. We're going to start to learn Reaper, didn't we? And what did we didn't do about happen. it? Nothing. I just think it's unlikely to happen before we get to Vienna. Oh, that's definitely true. Yes. I mean, that's just not going to happen, right? We're never going to figure it out by then, or be in any way proficient enough to to use it. So, no, I don't think so. However, the story you're talking about, though, that is about M3 processors in particular. So... The approval, if you like, from Microsoft came with M1 and M2. M1 later, I must admit, in its development, but M2 for sure. And we saw that with uh, VMware and Parallels kind of officially bringing Microsoft Windows in so you could then have a virtual PC on your Mac, uh, which is, of course, the best way to experience Windows. Um, I wouldn't argue. And (laughs) it's it's kind of one of those things. I remember when the Mac Mini came out and you could do the whole boot camp thing. 
But it's like a different world. I mean, I even used, it, it, it was actually that. better running Windows than Mac. It was great. It was a great experience. In fact, I ended up just using Windows on the Mac Mini yes, constantly. Exactly, yeah. I didn't even boot into the Mac. It ran that well. But it's a shame that we can't do the boot camp thing anymore. But with that, maybe that'll come in time. I mean, I know that obviously we move towards, and we are moving towards ARM-based PCs yeah. eventually. Yeah. So there's a chance. There's a as chance soon as Intel happen. bring out their long-promised and long-overdue ARM processor, then Windows will just jump over. There's no no doubt in that. And then we'll be able to boot camp again. So, yeah, just waiting on Intel to catch up, basically. Well, we hope so, right? We hope so. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that's the, that's the M3. So it's not that, that exciting, but it, and it's not like an approval in a sense. I think it just allows... I don't really know. I don't know why they need approval for M3 specifically. I don't know what's well, different the, in M3 processes. The thing that I... Th- it's just you have to make sure it works with it, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know what the difference between the M3, M2 and M1, other than, you know, the obvious power differences. I mean, architecturally... Earth, they're all the same. They are, they are basically, they're the same. Um, but, yeah, when I hear Microsoft have given their stamp of approval, it almost makes it sound like, okay, it's officially released now. This is mm. A-OK, yes. yeah, yeah. rather than, okay, look, this is a preview, try it at your own risk. So I, I didn't, yeah, that's what I was wondering, how how far on or how different it was from your first experience. And uh, you've been having a few issues with NVDA, I believe. Yes, that's right. Yes, I wanted to ask you, our lovely listeners, because I... Oh, God, I'm glad you're not asking me. No, I'm not. definitely not asking you. But I recently <laughs> uh, installed the latest update to NVDA, uh, I think it was last week, and there was another update very quickly after that. And since then, my computer has gone very, very strange. Firstly, I've lost Narrator. Microsoft Narrator is, seems to be not on my computer anymore. The keyboard shortcut doesn't bring it up. Uh, Typing Narrator into the start menu doesn't bring it up. Nothing happens. It's still installed on there, apparently, but I just can't start it. And secondly, the um, after... I don't know, after a while, after 10 minutes or so, it seems like um, quick nav stops working, or I should say uh, single-letter navigation in web browsing mode. And also, I can't access the NVDA menu. Anything using the modifier key, such as, you know, uh, in my case, caps lock N to bring up the NVDA menu, caps lock control S to bring up the speech options, none of that works anymore. I can't quit NVDA. I need to do a system restart to start it back up. Now, I don't know if this is specifically related to NVDA. I'm just noticing that was the trigger point when seems things seem to start to go wrong. It mm. could not. It could be absolutely nothing to do with NVDA. But that's why I'm asking anyone out there with the latest NVDA update. Have you noticed any issues? Let us know. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Thank you. Okay. Um, well, look, before we move on to the, the big news of the day, the Game Accessibility uh, Conference Awards that GA just happened. Conf. GA Conf. Thank you. Uh, well, that's uh, wrapped up yesterday. Steve Saylor was doing the hosting job. Some uh, fantastic and well-deserving winners. We'll get to all that in a moment. Uh, we're here uh, with Grace Scofield. Yes, she's uh, returning today. What? A day early. What's going on? Yeah, she's here a day early with a special report, a Double Tap News special. I wish I had a button I could push to say, Double Tap News special report. Oh, that was, that I, was I good enough. So yeah. that's, that's the best you're going to get. Um <laughs> So yeah, Grace is here with that uh, in just a few minutes. She's going to run down all the winners and all the the, the, the fantastic uh, categories as well. So we'll hear about all that. And we'll hear from some of the winners as well. So all that on the way. Uh, and a bit later, we're going to learn all about this uh, event run by Out of Sight, an organization I hadn't heard of. You've uh, you've been aware of them. They've been around for a while. Yeah, they've been going for, well, 
as we're going to find out, about 16 years to be exact. Mm. Uh, yeah, a, a website-based, I would say. And there's a few of these sort of, um, I want to say services, but these sites out there specifically offering games and workshops and just a place, a community for blind and visually impaired people. And they're running all off the Team Talk service. And it's very good. It's, it's brought a lot of people together. I know that much. Yeah, so we'll get uh, we'll hear from Roger Kahuri a little bit later. He's going to join us to tell us all about that. But look, before we get into all that stuff, because that's like the serious stuff, that's like the bread and butter of our thing, right? That's why we're here. A raison d'être, uh, to use a French term. Please, we've had a talk um, about this. No well, accents. you know, if I'm upset, well, the reason I'm upset, I don't care if I upset the French today. I'll tell you why, because uh, you Oof. know what? The Americans have upset me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, let's bring everyone in. Okay. What, why have the Americans <laughs> upset countries. you? Well, look, you know, I have to say, you know, there's a lot of trouble in this world, and I don't think it's a good idea to stoke up new trouble. Uh, so the Americans need to back off. Okay. Uh, that sounds to me like you're stoking up trouble, Stephen Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to point the mirror back at you, but okay. So this all started with Michelle Frankel, who's a professor of chemistry at, uh, what is this, Bryn Mawr College, whatever that is. Okay, yes, stoking up more trouble, carry on. She wants to change the recipe of tea. The recipe of tea? Why, why, why? hang on, tea is just... <laughs> How do you think I speak? Well, exactly like I just did. Oh, like that. Okay, the recipe right. of tea. The recipe of tea. Uh, it's like tea leaves. Cartoon. What, what, oh, hang on, is it anything to do with the uh, order of the ingredients, milk, sugar, things no, like that? No, 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 that's, I mean, it's fairly settled that milk goes in first, obviously. Yes. Uh, Michelle's idea is that, wait, now, I, I don't even know where to, to start here. She w- thinks that what you need to do is add salt to your tea. What? And what it will do is it will reduce any bitterness in black tea. So tea without milk, right? Is that tea without milk? Or is that a yeah, specific of type is. of tea? Well, no. I mean, I, I get... Black tea. If you say, I want, I'll want, i just have my tea black, then that means you don't want milk in it. Who says I want my tea black? I would say I want I, my I, tea... I, I, no a million times. I, I have people in my house who fix things, usually because I've broken them. Yeah. And they come in I'll and they'll say... i have a black coffee or a, a tea without a black, milk. Yeah, a black coffee or a black tea. No one says black tea. That's, that doesn't exist. That's ridiculous. I say black tea is a certain blend of tea leaves, sir. Okay, well, you're talking garbage. Okay, so, and, and so is she, by the way, because th- this is nonsense. Adding salt, did you understand that in Britain this is not something you can mess with? And look, I- I'm going to tell you something, right? This is so shocking. Yes. And she's written a book, by the way. This is where this all comes from. Michelle's written a book. Um, the book is called <laughs> Steeped, The Chemistry of Tea. I'm listening to this as we go here, right? It's just so funny, some of this information. Yes. Steeped, The Chemistry of Tea. It includes also a suggestion to add a squeeze of lemon to remove any scum that may appear on the surface of the teacup. Uh, okay. That adds taste and texture to it. I'm a fan of the scum. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, <laughs> which side do you sit on on that fence? Uh, but anyway, this has got so serious, and this is why I bring this up. This has got so serious. The US Embassy has issued a statement to the United Kingdom government Apologising. <laughs> this this can't be true. This is real. This is absolutely real. And, and you know, I got this. I got this. I read it this, uh, from the Independent newspaper this morning, and I also saw this on CNN as a story. And I thought that's when I thought it was a joke, and but it wasn't. It's real. This is actually genuinely true. Have we got the this statement? Is the statement. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Go so on. what I've actually read the statement. I re-recorded or pre-recorded it earlier. 
because I wanted to do it some justice and I had to read it line by line. So this is the statement that I recorded earlier. This is the statement sent from the US Embassy to the United Kingdom government on the subject of tea. Tea is the elixir of solidarity, a sacred bond that unites our nations. We cannot stand idly by as such an outrageous proposal threatens the very foundation of our special relationship. Therefore, we want to ensure the good people of the United Kingdom that the unthinkable notion of adding salt to its national drink is not official United States policy and never will be. Let us unite in our steeped solidarity and show the world that when it comes to tea, we stand as one. The US Embassy will continue to make tea in the proper way by microwaving it. Uh, unbelievable! They're, they're actually goading us! <laughs> I don't know if they're goading us or goading them. I don't, I don't know whose side is on here, but this isn't that wonderful that that statement was written? And, and what is kind of amusing is that there has been a sort of follow-up attack, if you like, uh, from the UK back to the US saying, well, you know, if you can't afford a kettle, then, you know, fair enough, you can use the microwave because apparently that's what US people oh, do. Oh, and this dear. is a thing. It's you know, all getting tense. Okay, to me, it just sounds like a massive plug for this book, and it's worth. It's, well I'll done. tell you something. What what an incredible, you know. I've got to say, Michelle, you got it nailed on this. You picked the best subject to get people talking because this is all anybody is talking. This is all over the news in the UK. All anyone's talking about. We've shifted away from every other issue that <laughs> exists. Tea. Let's talk about tea. I've got to say though, it's kind of funny how someone can just write a line like, that, or one line can be picked out of a book like that, and it can cause. Is this how World this. War One got started? I mean, come on, you got to be careful with these things. But right. honestly, it's so funny, I, and it is because it does pick up later on the article, the Independent article I was reading this morning, was saying that it, you know, obviously, the other big issue in the UK is milk in first or or milk in second, and it was discussing the fact, and I think someone wrote, and I think Greg in Pennsylvania might have written into us about this once to say the reason that milk went in first was a British thing was because. Um, essentially the servants would have clay cups. So they put the milk in first to avoid the hot water cracking the cups. And that's why they put the milk in first. Well, that's a fascinating story. And I'm so glad we covered it here on Double Tap. We it's are a tea tech show, honest. Tea tech. I don't know why it is we could never get room for Lena's um, piece. I, I don't know I, why. I honestly, that... I have no idea. I mean, of all the time we've got here, I, haven't I think forgotten we use it Lena. wisely. It is coming. It is coming soon. Uh, but look, before we get to that, and we will get to it, I promise, uh, let's uh, bring in Grace Schofield, who's here with us, with a special report on the GA Conf Awards. That's the Game Accessibility Conference Awards. Took place yesterday. Uh, the winners were announced. It was all hosted by Canada's own Steve Saylor, the blind gamer himself, and Tara Voltker from Microsoft. Uh, she works at, my, at Xbox. And uh, they presented the event. It's a fantastic event. It showcases everything that is wonderful about accessibility in gaming and really does promote the work of not just the big game studios, but also smaller, more independent studios and independent individuals as well uh, who work in advocacy and who are just champions within their own businesses. So a fantastic event held uh, online this year. And uh, these are the winners. Grace. The GA Conf Awards 2023 celebrated outstanding achievements in video game accessibility, recognizing the efforts of developers and studios in making gaming inclusive for all players. Forza Motorsport emerged as a significant winner, clinching the AAA Excellence Award for its exceptional accessibility in a high-budget game. 
This achievement was further underscored as it also won the Best Blind Slash Low Vision Accessibility and the Greatest Accessibility Innovation Awards. The game was notably praised for making gameplay accessible to totally blind players, including providing audio descriptions for gameplay events. Blind gamer and content creator Ross Miner told Double Tap how the game's accessibility features impacted him. I bought the game, um, like the premium edition, so I got like five days early access before it came out, um, and then I streamed it on Twitch. And it's the thing is, is that like it's difficult at first um you or others may know that like with accessible products with assistive technology there's often a learning curve and that's really no different with video games especially like the more complex the mechanics are and so the first time streaming on twitch uh i always like to say that i was literally driving like a blind person um but then like a week or so later you know i'm i'm getting noticeably considerably better in the indie sphere stories of blossom by soft leaf studios garnered the indie excellence award showcasing remarkable accessibility in a game developed with a smaller budget soft leaf studios dedication was further recognized as they also received the most dedicated studio award for their consistent efforts in creating accessible games Hi-Fi Rush took home the Best Deaf-slash-Hard-of-Hearing Accessibility Award for its innovative rhythm visualization and customizable appearance. Street Fighter VI was lauded for its Best Physical-slash-Mobility Accessibility, introducing modern and dynamic control options for players with motor impairments. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order won the Best Cognitive Accessibility Award for its features like conversation history, configurable game speed, and a range of assistive options catering to cognitive accessibility. Meanwhile, Dead Space stood out in two categories. It won the Best Mental Health Accessibility Award for its content warning and hiding system, and the Most Improved Award for its extensive accessibility enhancements through patches and updates. Spider-Man 2 was recognized for the Best Representation Award, featuring a playable deaf character with ASL interpreting and simulated hearing loss, a significant step forward in representation of disabled characters in gaming. In the realm of gaming journalism, Grant Stoner's article, Danger Dumplings, won the Best Journalism Award for its insightful perspective on game accessibility. The individual awards highlighted key contributors in the field. Jessica Roche at Ubisoft received the MVP award for Unsung Hero for her role in driving accessibility communications and marketing. The Advocacy Award was bestowed upon Sightless Combat, recognizing their use of voice to advocate for wider industry changes in gaming accessibility. Sightless Combat, also known as Ben Breen, told Double Tap prior to the awards his thoughts at being nominated alongside other advocates Elizabeth Sivertson and Colo Jones. I was indeed very, very proud and I was honoured to be featured alongside uh, two other amazing advocates, both of whom I actually know, which was slightly surreal. It's just like, I know both of these people. <laughs> Funny thing is, those two people I'd only really heard of uh, potentially in you know the last year or so, maybe slightly longer, but not by necessarily that much, which was interesting. Uh, not that they hadn't, of course, been doing work for longer than that. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, say that at all. But I'd only known their names for a, a relatively short amount of time. Um, so it was honoured to be 
included alongside two amazing people in that list. The Hardware Accessibility Award was secured by the September PS5 update, which introduced innovative features like the Assist Controller and Menu Haptics. And Ubisoft was acknowledged with the Most Dedicated Publisher Award for their significant and consistent efforts across various productions, such as Assassin's Creed Mirage and the Crew Motorfest. The GA Conf Awards aim to reflect the growing importance and impact of accessibility in gaming, showcasing how the industry is evolving to include players from all walks of life, ensuring everyone can enjoy the immersive world of video games. This has been a special Double Tap News Report. I'm Grace Scofield. Thank you, Grace. Great to have you with us here on a Thursday and uh, reporting on such a fantastic event. Uh, yeah, I mean, just so many exciting titles there. Forza Motorsport, of course, being the main winner of the evening for sure. And totally understandable, right? I mean, what an amazing game, being able to drive blind. I mean, you know, that's just incredible. Well, it, it is, but it, it, to me, it seems like that's we're constantly focusing on Forza. And as that demonstrates, there's so much work going on across the board here. And yeah. that's why I didn't get a chance to watch this. So I am definitely going to track this down and watch it because I think it's this is what we've always wanted and what we always ask for is, you know, let's let's have accessibility recognised for what it is, for the difference it makes. And this is a, a perfect example of this done well, I think. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to track this down and watch this. I think it's great. It's why I love featuring it on the show because I know we don't talk about game accessibility that often. And when we do talk about it, we tend to talk around the subject. This year we're trying to change that. But we did hear from Ross Minor earlier in the year. You can listen to that interview in full on our website. Um, but, you know, really, I think it's time to have that conversation. But also, I love to feature this event because it's so encompassing of the good that is going on. And like I say, not just the big companies, like you're saying, you know, the, the smaller organizations, Soft Leaf Studios. I mean, I don't know these companies particularly no, well. Right. In the industry, you might know them more, but I, I don't know these names. But, you know, what I'm learning about these companies is they're small teams of people trying their best to create a game that is uh, saleable, that people want to buy, but on top of that is accessible so that more people can buy it. You know, I, I think sometimes people feel, and, and this isn't unique to games, this is everywhere, that accessibility is limiting. You know, I've had this argument before. Oh, well, you know, if we spend all our money making it accessible, you know, we can't sell it to more people, which of course is such a stupid argument because it's the exact opposite of the truth. If you make it more accessible to more people, more people can buy it. Yeah. No, that's absolutely. the argument. It just, that's it. just needs a bit more forethought in the planning of anything. When you, you just do lots of know. Got to it, start from the beginning. Accessibility yeah. actually exists and people want it. And it's something that can be done. And these sort of events highlight that. I mean, I, I want something like this for everything. You know, adding a bit of glamour, a bit of glitz, a bit of a spotlight on accessibility. I know we do have things like the Apple Viz Golden Apple Award for apps and things like that. Mm -hmm. Exactly the same thing. Let's, let's you know, let's uh, applaud developers and, and companies when they get it right. It does feel that we're getting closer to that. You know, it feels like we're getting closer to that stage where we're celebrating more because there's more. You couldn't have an award 10 years ago. No, that's right. that much to put in exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It would become a category, you know, and you don't want it to be a category. You want it to be the whole thing. And that's what I love about the GA Conf. So, yeah, I'm happy to shine a spotlight on the wonderful work that Tara Volker does, Ian Hamilton, who's behind it as well. 
Yeah. And also uh, Steve Saylor, who is hosting, and, and everyone who's involved. You know, it, it feels like a, a club that I, I so wish I was part of, <laughs> but I just know I'll never be. Well, right? I'm just the outsider who'll just maybe, stand at the window. Maybe one day soon. <laughs> Standing on the window of history. That, that's Stephen Scott right there. Sums up pretty well, actually. Uh, right, look, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back. And you know what? We're not going to say a word, Sean Priest, because when we come back, we're going to hand the show mm. to Lena. Well done. It's deserved. It is. Okay? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to be talking about Be My Eyes and Groups. Lena has done a fantastic demo, and it will finally premiere here on Double Tap. <laughs> it's, it's earned premiere status because we've held it back so long. <laughs> it's like the Oppenheimer equivalent um, for Double Tap. Uh, that's next. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567 or email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. Hello, Double Tappers. This is Lena. Be My Eyes is one of my favorite apps, and it's one that I use daily. I am very excited about the new feature to set up a group with friends and family. In fact, I've already set up two groups, and I'm going to set up a third one as we go through this demo. Let me say a couple of things for those who are new to Be My Eyes. There are five tabs across the bottom of the screen. Those are Get Support, Be My AI, Community, Learn, and Settings. The Learn tab has some useful guides for setting up the app, tips for using the app, a guide that breaks down making a call into four steps. One of the things I like about the Be My Eyes app is that it is clearly written, it is logical, and it's designed for us, the blind, it's available for iOS and Android, and the price is, say it with me, Sean, free. Isn't it great to have something that enhances our independence, but that doesn't cost us money? That's one of the many things that frustrates me about disability, is how much money we have to spend simply because we are disabled. But that's a rant for another day. Let's stay focused on what we're here to do, create a group. We have the option to create five groups and each group can have 20 people in it. Before we create our group, I do want to say something about the community tab. If you need a refresher about how to set up groups, the first blog post on the list as of this recording on December 21st reviews what you will hear in this demo and also what Stephen and Hans and Sean talked about on the December 21st Double Tap on Air show. About a third of the way down from the top of the screen, we have three buttons when we're on the Get Support screen. Call a sighted volunteer, get specialized help, and create a group. Now, if we have already created a group, that button changes to My Groups. And Be My Eyes keeps our places. So if the last thing I did in the app was use Be My AI, the next time I open the app, 
that's the screen I would see. And I would have to swipe to the left one time at the bottom of the screen and double tap get support. Okay, so I've double tapped on create a group. And on this first screen, it reviews that I can create a group. I can add friends and family to it. They can be blind or sighted. And then I have the continue button. So I'm going to double tap continue. And here I have an edit screen to name my group. I'll call this one friends. I'm swiping right to the next button. Now I have a screen that gives me choices for how I want to send the invitation. Swiping right, it's the usual, because I'm using iOS, AirDrop, Messages, Mail, and I'm going to double tap Messages. I have a friend who's standing by to help us with this demonstration. So I'm going to put his information in the To field, and I'm going to press Enter because I want to know what the message says and it gives me the option to add a comment or send the message. I'm swiping right. It says attached app invitation to join Be My Eyes group. I'm not going to add a comment here, although I would usually do that. I'm swiping right. I'm going to double tap the send button. Now, if your friend or family member is out shopping, you may not get an acceptance message right away, but that's okay because when they see it, they'll either accept it or reject it and you'll be notified then. My friend was waiting, so he has sent the acceptance and I now have one person in this new group. So I'm going to go back to get support going to put my finger about a third of the way down toward the left side of the screen. And I've got that call of sighted volunteer button. Swiping right, got the specialized help button. Swiping right, my groups. Going to double tap. And here's my group. And because I now have three groups set up, the two that I had created before and the one I started for this demo, which I will add more people to in a little bit, I will choose the group that I want by double tapping. And now I'm ready to call the group and see who responds. This is a wonderful app. Specialized Help has all kinds of great options to connect us with tech companies and other companies. We can even get directions for cooking Barilla pasta and find out all the fantastic recipes they have because they're a Specialized Help partner. I hope Double Tappers have found this demo useful and that you will enjoy setting up groups and using the Be My Eyes app in general. I use Be My AI so much that now I have trouble saying Be My Eyes, but the name of the app is Be My Eyes, whether you're looking for it in the iOS App Store or the Android Play Store. Bye for now, double tappers. Thank you, Lena. Thank you for taking the time to record that. Absolutely, but I also love the fact that you could you can play along at home with that, which is which is wonderful. You'll be able to listen to your screen reader and hear Lena as well. Sometimes I think when we add the voiceover in, 
it kind of makes it more confusing to follow along. I, I, I know it gives us a guide on where we are. Yeah, but I know what you I mean. I don't know. I think, I, I think I prefer that way of doing it, but I don't know. Other people may agree or disagree. I don't know, but I, I thought it was great. Uh, that is also going to be on the website as well. So if you want to go back and listen to it, as with all our content, uh, you can go and listen to it. And stay tuned to Double Tap because we have an important announcement. <gasps> wow. On some of our episodes. Yes. Oh, uh, we're going what to be, is that uh, website though, Stephen Scott? How, how oh, can I website? find it? That's what well, I'm interested you, it's in. It's on the internet. Have you heard it's, of it? I have heard of it, but uh, specifically, where do I go? Please just say it. Room four. <laughs> um, <laughs> at the end of the hall, turn right. Last door. Uh, it's a double, uh, double, double tap. <laughs> double. Goodness me, I can't even say a website address. Why am I doing this? Um, Mr. F, end it now. Um, yeah, that's the announcement at the end of the show. We're cancelled. Stephen can't read a I'll website just address. Just, just say it. It's www.doubletaponair.com. That's doubletaponair.com. It's a tech show, honest. <laughs> I think I feel I say that sometimes, just as almost like some kind of contractual agreement, so that you know we can kind of get away with this nonsense. Um, anyway, let's move on because I want to talk about an event that's coming up this coming Saturday. Uh, you can find it all about it uh, and all the details on the website, as always, doubletaponair.com. There, I said it. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, uh, out of sight is an online space where people have been meeting up for many years. And just getting together to talk about all kinds of things, you know, games and, you know, experiences online and just talking about being blind and all that stuff. And it's been rooted in the US and Canada for many years. But of course, it's expanding because of the internet. It's expanding around the world now. And loads more people are getting involved. Well, Roger Cahuri is here. Uh, He is in London, Ontario, and he is joining us to tell us today all about this upcoming event uh, on Saturday, celebrating the 16th anniversary. Roger, great to have you here on Double Tap. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you. It is great to have you here. Uh, Tell us first off about your organization, Out of Sight. This is a wonderful online community that combines three essential elements to provide a wonderful experience for the blind online. It's an audio chat, learning and gaming website. We use an accessible web conferencing platform known as TeamTalk. Many people would be familiar with Zoom, and this is similar to Zoom, but it's a little bit different. It's fully accessible. And what we do on Out of Sight each and every day is that members from all over the world, mainly from Canada and the US, but from all over the world, meet to engage in friendly conversations, There's also games and events. There are workshops. There are presentations. And you know what? You might pick up a friend or two. You might learn something. And overall, I would have to say that when you combine all that together, you're going to be a better, more independent blind person. And I speak of that firsthand myself. That's very interesting you say that. Roger, first-hand experience, because Out of Sight has been going a long time. I've been aware of it for years and years, and uh, it amazes me how you keep up the momentum, and you just take a look at the schedule you've got going on. There's always something going on there. Um, So how did you get started with this? Were you one of the founders? Were you just someone who came across it? Yes, I was actually um, somebody who came across it. I wasn't there in the beginning back in 2008. So this is the 16th birthday and that's coming up. As a matter of fact, um, I I know a good handful of people who were 
the founding members that are still involved. And the way that the site continues to innovate and to refresh itself is because of the energy that is found among all the members, the warm and welcoming environment that brings people in and keeps them there. And then they themselves, they see their fellow blind people hosting activities, facilitating events, organizing sessions. And they're like, you know what? Why not me? Look at them. They're blind. They're able to overcome any kind of obstacles or challenges or a hitch to their self-esteem or whatnot. And then they get a hand up by seeing other members doing things and they themselves throw their hat in the ring and, hey, say, you know what? I want to do, I want to host this type of game or I want to bring in a guest speaker for this event or I would like to create a different session. And all that combines together in like, I think of it as a wonderful mixed salad of things to do and people to talk to. Well, if there's one way to keep us out of it, uh, mention the word salad. Yeah, I might, uh, Roger, because that, that's uh, that's going to keep us well away from it. Uh, but no, listen, uh, this event is one event that's happening, like you say, like a number of events that happen from out of sight. Now, out of sight itself is US based, but you have events going on and people involved from Canada and around the world. That's absolutely right. It first began in the United States in the early days in 2008, and the membership has grown to all over the world. But largely, American and Canadians make up the website. And regardless of where somebody is, right, with the beauty and magic of the Internet, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter locale. As long as you have an Internet connection, you're able to participate in any of the events and activity each and every day by virtual of using your internet connection and logging in using team talk and it's a free membership to join the site and that basically that's your ticket to get in on the events that are happening every day and also there's an email that gets sent out once a day that notifies you of what the activities are the following day and for people that might be a little bit on the fence who you know oh man you got to i got to download another app i got to learn a new app uh, i don't know this website there's so much there once you go to the website, www.out-of-site.net, you sign up for a free account. We hook you up with someone from our welcoming committee who will be your buddy along the way. So if you have difficulties with tech, if you have difficulties with knowing what's happening, you're not going to go it alone. The buddy system, that's a fantastic idea. I was going to say, aren't you worried about, you know, being scaring people off almost because you mentioned Team Talk is sort of how this is all based, which is, as you rightfully said, it's it's just a, a, a voice platform like Zoom, like anything else we've used before, Skype or whatever it may be. Um, so is that how the games work and the chat rooms? That's all audio based, right? There's no um, specific website for playing games or anything like that. It's all done through audio chat rooms. That's absolutely correct. We will basically have a facilitator, let's say it's myself, and we have a variety of word games, uh, music games, trivia games. There's a whole lot of chats, presentations, and discussions, but you are absolutely correct. It is facilitated by somebody who will be asking the questions. Some of them bring along their own audio clips. Some of them bring along their own sound effects, but you're not required to download and install anything else. It's not like you're sitting at a terminal or your keyboard and you're playing a game. It's all 
by done through audio chat. And and Team Talk itself, that's perfectly accessible. Absolutely, I, I'm a screen reader user. It's beautiful. It's excellent. And also for those who are magnification users, it's very, very uh, accessible and usable. Because sometimes people say, well, is it accessible? And you may say, well, yeah. But then when you go into like a super center and you want to try to find some toothpicks, like at your local grocery store, yeah, it's accessible because you got the big <laughs> doors that open up, you got big <laughs> wide open aisles. So it's accessible, but how usable, how, how long are you going to be looking for those toothpicks? But I do have to say, we we have it covered when we're asking people to use the team talk because it's both usable and accessible, very intuitive, and it's not hard at all to learn. Like within five minutes, you're up and running. Now, I'm assuming there's a link on the website itself to download or will take you to where to download Team Talk. Is it still a case as it used to be that you had to download a specific version of Team Talk? It used to be Team Talk Classic, I believe, was the accessible one. Has that changed? Yes, it has changed. So it's not going to be asking you to pick the the correct one. And yes, we do have a link on the page where you can download it. And then the the beauty of signing up for a free account is that we will send people a file that they will also download. It's basically a text file that contains all your login credentials. So you're essentially going to be using that file. You can uh, save that to your desktop. And, and that's what you would click on that launches and hands over your login credentials to the TeamTalk app on a PC. But if you would like to use your mobile device, such as iOS or Android, you would enter the credentials into the app itself. Uh, there's probably like five or six credentials that you put in there and bam, you're good to go to use it on a mobile device. And I commonly use it through my iPhone and it works great. So you've got the upcoming 16th annual birthday celebration happening. And this is, of course, what we're talking about here. All these events that are going to be taking place, all happening on Team Talk. So, you know, for anyone who wants to get involved, get in early, get used to the app, get everything set up so you're ready to go. What Give us a flavor of what is to come. Thank you for asking. So coming up on Saturday, January the 27th, things kick off, doors open at 8.30, but everything uh, in terms of our formal programming starts at 9. These are all times Eastern in North America. And the first few hours in in the day will be a variety of games. We will have the game of Password, the game of Jeopardy, and some other fun things that'll happen. And those are basically, people might know those types of games from having maybe heard of them or watched them on TV. They're slightly adapted for the audio platform that we're doing, but we can explain how to play them and whatnot. And then the the main part of our birthday celebration that we do is we like to gather inspiring and motivating people to talk about current things that people in the blind community would be interested in. So we're going to kick things off at 12 noon from a guest speaker from the Seeing Eye Guide Dog School to talk about all things related to our wonderful four-legged service animals. At one o'clock, we'll be talking to a gentleman who's known as the Blind Woodsman. And he's going to talk about on how a woodworking class changed his life and how it helped him with his mental health and lifted him up and the wonderful crafts that he does. At two o'clock, we have Hans Georgian Weiberg, the creator and founder of Be My Eyes, which is also an, a very awesome app in the blind community that has made a significant splash. Be My Eyes, he's going to talk about 
the wonderful work they're doing with AI. They're teaming up with Microsoft and customer service and just give you kind of like how this app came about. And then our next guest speaker will will have two folks who will be talking about their careers in descriptive audio, because a lot of us use descriptive audio when we watch movies or plays or TV shows or what have you. So let's get behind the screen and talk to people that are in that career, what's involved and how they do it and how that how they continue to keep things fresh. And then the evening will culminate with an evening talent show where our members will perform songs for those who who won them in a in an auction that we held in the fall. So Out of Sight is funded by a fall auction that takes place in September. And so that's why everything always remains free. And there are many cash door prizes that we offer throughout the year at, at our events. And that's how we do it through the fall auction. So the night will end off with these performances. Well, you lost me at salad. You won me at cash. So that is wonderful. Uh, See, Roger. I was saving the best part for the end. Cash uh, is king, like they say. Absolutely. Absolutely. So remind us again of that website, Roger, so people can go and uh, get set up to take part in this. Right on. So go to www.out-of-site.net and site is spelled S-I-G-H-T. So out-of-site.net. And I want to just say for myself that I'm always invigorated and inspired each and every day when I get to talk to friends that I've had since about 2010 is when I joined the website. I never thought of myself as being a host and a facilitator of different events or games. I never even saw myself being on like a birthday committee promoting these kinds of things or being on your your international broadcast uh, on Double Tap to, to promote it. So I am living testament that being around other blind people and seeing what they can do kind of uh, it inspires and pushes you to kind of push that envelope to, to learn new skills, whether it's technology, whether it's your presentation skills, or even arts and crafts or what have you, to become a lot better uh, in the community and around the people you are at with. Well, Amazing. I think that's fantastic. That really is. And uh, I'm so glad you came on to tell us about it. Thanks for getting in touch, Roger, and best of luck with the event. Thank you so much, gentlemen, and keep up the good work. All the best. Cheers. Thanks. So yeah, check it out. It sounds like a great event, Sean. And uh, you know what? I'm going to get into this team talk thing because I, I know it's been out for like a hundred years. Yes. <laughs> well, the thing I've, I've heard of Taylor Swift as well. Is she good? <laughs> I Maybe just, we should download a song. I just wanted to say when he said there that people bring their own sound effects and audio clips, I thought, oh, there's Stephen. He'll be there straight I'm away. I'm going to be there. I've got plenty of those. <laughs> I mean, they'll all be the wrong ones, obviously, but I will bring everything, and I'll, I'll be like one of those guys. Remember those. Guys who used to appear in the circus, they'd be like the one-man band yes. crashing around with the bang, boof, bang, boof. I would definitely join one of those chat rooms, Stephen. Wherever you're hosting, that'll be a laugh. <laughs> um, to be serious, though, for a minute, what Roger said there at the end about how much it actually helped him and you know, what it's brought him to do, which he never thought yeah. he would do, it is really important. That's what these sort of spaces can do for us it, it's it's i know it may be a little bit daunting oh i need to download this and, and you know set it up but honestly just take the time and give it a go and that buddy system they offer as well 
I mean, absolutely fantastic idea. They will help you through it. It's definitely worthwhile because it can make a difference. It can that socialising and and more than that, the the topics that they cover. I think it's absolutely fantastic. We interviewed a group. Uh, I think it was in Northern Ireland. It was a, a local group there. In, in Ireland or Northern, I can't remember where, but I remember the story being, and it was during the pandemic, that someone had got in touch with them. And this woman was, I think, in her 80s. And of course, we're at the height of lockdown at that point. And no one was allowed to go anywhere. This woman was completely isolated and she had called in, in a real state, in a real panic, mm. because she had no way to communicate with anybody. She could not figure anything out with technology. She just she said, like, I, I don't understand all this smartphone thing. Uh, uh, you know, she was just confused by it. Website, she was constantly told to go on Zoom meetings, didn't even understand Where what that was. Where do you start, right? Exactly, yeah. Where do you start with all this? It's so There's such an assumption that yeah. people know this stuff. And a lot of people don't, right? So this woman was at breaking point and she said to the group, you know, I, I shouldn't say this initially, but after they had worked with her, after they'd spent time with her, and they really spent a lot of time making sure this woman could connect, explain to her how to connect with a Zoom call on a call, like on a phone call, you know, didn't have to have a computer. And she started joining groups and she started joining things. And suddenly she's, she's still part of all these groups today, things she was never involved in even before the pandemic. And yeah. she said to someone in the group, if I hadn't had this, I'd have probably ended my life. Uh, because she had nothing. She had nothing. Yeah. She had nobody around. And of course, it was even worse with lockdown. There wasn't even a chance of someone coming to visit her. So you can understand the loneliness. And that loneliness is a real issue for a lot of blind people, especially in older age. But I, I don't think it's exclusive to older age. Either. Absolutely not. No. No, everything changed for me when I started something like this, joining something similar. I mean, I started with Zello and things like that, got to know people, started recording things, started volunteering. Everything changed. Otherwise, uh, what's, uh, you know, I, what's my purpose? What am I doing every day? And I was yeah, getting to that right. point of, well, there's no point if I get out of bed or not. What's, it doesn't make any difference. And it's not until you actually, you know, start reaching out and, and these services like this are so important I think and and it's why and it's how some people end up in employment absolutely you know, because because if you don't have social skills if you haven't had those skills because you haven't been around other people you've been locked away or your mum and dad have cotton wooled you to the point that you, you can barely speak to another human being yeah without sounding like a 50 year old person yeah um because that was my issue growing up, I think. You know, we were kind of caught in world. I mean, it's, it's funny. I remember a study done. It was talking about, I remember this when it came out. And it was a study done where they talked about where kids grew up. And they said, you know, kids, when they're growing up, what was the room they were most likely to be in all the time? And the answer was always the kitchen. Kids are always in the kitchen. They're always in the kitchen. And then someone said, let's do this for blind people. Where were you? The bedroom. You were always in the bedroom. Because mm. you weren't allowed to be in the kitchen. I wasn't allowed in the kitchen. Because it was dangerous in there. So I wasn't allowed to go into the kitchen. So I was told to stay in your room. And, and I lived in that room. I lived in there. No, I wasn't holed up in it. I wasn't chained you know, the door in the was locked. No, no. Okay, yeah. But, but you know, it, it shows that the, there's a difference. And of course, that leads to isolation. Now, you can say, well, it's a different kind of isolation because if you've got toys and you've got things to do, then it's different. You can make your own world. But it's not the real world. And that's a problem for a yeah. lot of kids. And I think a lot of kids, especially who are blind, are shut off. And then the same thing happens to those people in later life. And it's kind of an inverse as later in life as someone loses vision, you know, 
lesser people around, maybe family have moved away, and you're on your own. You know, it's, it's, if you've got your sight, you've got your faculties, you've got your ability to get out and about, you've got something, you know? But yep. losing the sight can just be enough to just pull you up. I get that. I totally get that. And sometimes it's not other people at all. It's yourself. I isolated myself yeah, yeah. for a long time. I just couldn't face, you know, society. Why wow, this is getting a little bit deep. Mm. <laughs> but no, thank you, Roger. And, and, you know, Roger brings up such such interesting points. I'm glad you came on. I'm really glad you were coming on uh, to tell us about it, Roger. Uh, so thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, you can check out more details on our website. You can listen to that interview again as well there, uh, as you can with all our content. And that leads us to the final part of the show, where we're going to sit down and have a little chat about the show itself. Oh. <sighs> this is the last time we're going to do this, okay? Because I... Right. I feel we navel gaze way too much on this program, so we're going to <laughs> stop doing this. But I, I do think it's important to address a few things. So we had a lot of feedback in following our uh, decision to uh, bring the show over to YouTube. Now, as I say, and as I've said many times, we're not moving the show. The show remains as a podcast, remains on AMI-audio, all of that. But we will be adding bonus content to YouTube starting at the end of this month. And we can tell you today that that will be the 30th of January will be the first episode. So Tuesday coming will be the first episode of uh, Double Tap on YouTube. And that is what we will be calling it because that's what it is. Well so done. we're looking forward to that. <laughs> A lot of thought went into that. <laughs> know, yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it is what it is, right? I mean, it's like you could you could come up with something really smart like I did and it, team just knock it down uh but you know i uh i go with the, the fair point which is that actually just call it what it is which is double tap on youtube and i actually i do agree with that so double tap on youtube starts 30th of uh january and it will be available on youtube every tuesday thursday and saturday so the new episode will drop right after this program tuesday thursday and saturday now don't worry because those of you who think hang on i've barely got enough time to listen to double tap as it is and you're now adding three more episodes a week they will be shorter episodes yes it's <laughs> not, not going to be as long show. as the hour no, no. we're not doing a full show but these episodes will be highly targeted at one topic so they'll be picking out one issue one topic and we'll be focusing and zeroing in on that so do check it out now we've had a lot of comments about the show and the fact that we've dropped from six episodes to five which is a separate thing entirely um with that, I've decided a little change here as well. Um, I've decided that as of tomorrow, Friday, uh, that will be the last Double Tap Express. The train is going back into the station. Parp, parp. Parp, parp. Oh. Uh, it's going to go back into the station and it will remain there and, you know, until we decide to bring it back out again in a few months' time when we get tired of doing five a week. Um, but for now, uh, it will be going back into the station and it's not a real train. Why would I keep bringing this up? Anyway, so, yeah, Double Tap Express will be no more as of next Friday, a week on Friday. Uh, tomorrow will be the last one. However, I know that one of the most popular things about Double Tap Express, and rightly so, is Grace's Roundup of the News. And that is going to remain on a Friday. I think that's a really, actually, a really important part of our show. Yes. So uh, Grace will continue to be here with the Double Tap News. That is not going anywhere. And you might even hear more of Grace through the week as well, which would be great. So we'd love to hear more from Grace like we did today with the GA Conf Awards. So, um, yeah, more from Grace uh, coming up. Uh, of course, the Double Tap News will remain. Uh, Double Tap Express will just become a regular Friday show. Yes. So we'll continue with new content and, and continue doing what we do. Uh, as we've decided, uh, and I think that is probably the best way to go forward. Now, as for YouTube, 
just to answer some of your queries, because I know some of you have been in touch saying, well, maybe I can't get onto YouTube. Maybe I can't find YouTube. Maybe I don't have technology to get to YouTube. I just I can't do it. Um, well, two things are going to happen. One is we're going to show you some of the cool ways you can access YouTube, ways you might not realize. We're going to talk about that in the coming weeks. But also, uh, we are going to have on the podcast a best of YouTube on a Sunday. So on a Sunday, not this Sunday coming, but the following Sunday, once we've began, once our shows are up and running on YouTube, you will get the best of Double Tap on YouTube on the podcast so that you can follow along as well if you can't or just don't want to go to YouTube. However, we would encourage you to go there because... You know, otherwise you have to shut that down because no one's listening to it or watching it. Yes. But I think you will. I think I think those of you who want to go to YouTube will get there and that's fine. But for those of you who just can't do it or think, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss out here because, you know, I really would like to listen to this content, but I want to just consume it on my Amazon Echo, for example, uh, then totally get it. And that is why we've agreed we're going to do this as a podcast, a best of Double Tap on YouTube, rounding up the week of our videos that we post to the site. So I think that covers it off for everybody. Uh, it gives so. everyone a chance to take part, which is what it's all about. And uh, I'm quite pleased. Yeah, absolutely. As, as long as our listeners are happy, that's all we care about, of course. Absolutely. Yes. That's all we're here for. That's yeah, it. That's, that's why it. we're here. We want to get to a new audience, but we don't want to miss or leave you guys behind. That's yes. not the case. It's that's not, not, not the happen. intention. So not going to happen on my watch. Uh, so listen, thank you once again for listening. We'll be back tomorrow for the final Express. Sean, catch you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.